0: For show you are.
1: To the Te show, my name is Melly G. The date is November 14th. <laughs> and we are going to be listening to some empowering music today. Hopefully, um, everyone had a safe week since last show. Last week I had Tom Temprano on uh, so we could go over the ballot, which I had uh, knowingly neglected for far too long. And um, congratulations to Tom. He ended up winning uh, his second bid for a city college board. So felicidades a Tom Temprano. Um, That's going to be amazing. Uh, I know he'll advocate for a better future for us all because that's where most of us get our education in between um, jobs in between careers in between social endeavors and in between stints in college so uh, it's a great resource for us in San Francisco um, I believe at one point um, Tom reminded us that about 100,000 people are enrolled at City College at its highest, which was only a few years ago. And uh, I'm sure those numbers have only declined because their programs have declined because of declining funding. But, you know, a lot of things, depending on where your interests lie, Um, We did have a few uh, um, victories in light of uh, overshadowing um, failures. (laughs) Uh, Kamala Harris is now our state senator, which is pretty great. And then there's four uh, women, minority women, uh, in the Senate which uh, my numbers had failed me. I was like, oh, well, silver lining is, you know, women, minority women in the Senate have quadrupled. Um, But a friend politely informed me that um, four women are now in um, the Senate. So it quadrupled from zero to four. But that's okay. That's good. That's a big jump. That's a big jump, right? Let's be real. <laughs> that is a big jump, and um, that's only gonna grow. You know, little. We gotta start looking at them as little steps, okay? <laughs> right. I think that's what Bernie was saying, and President Obama in his uh, speech that he gave today was emphasizing, um, he was emphasizing just like, it's all about those small little elections, you know? He said, focus on the people running for school board and local titles because they're gonna grow to be our future leaders. So congratulations, Tom. Look forward to seeing where this takes you moving forward. Wish you the best of luck, and I also encourage you to, uh, how does the saying go? Remember where you came from. (laughs) Um, I think Obama did a pretty great job considering um, the fact that he was spending most of his time working against a House and a Senate who uh, were openly just against him because they just didn't like him. So, so many things to unpack. We got a lot of baggage to unpack, but here's the thing, we're not going anywhere. Got a lot of suitcases lying around full of emotional baggage, and um, we're not going to be able to unpack it all, but we're going to start with a little bit. Um, Let's see, we have Catherine Cortez Masto, uh, who's down in the Senate in Nevada, Kimla Harris um, in California. And it said, until Tuesday night, uh, Mazzy Hirono was the only Senate woman of color in the Senate. And she's Japanese-American, representing Hawaii. So now we have Mazzy Hirono. Probably pronounce her name, Hirono. (laughs) Japanese, you always enunciate the first vowel. Hirono. Tammy Duckworth in Illinois. Uh, she's also Asian American Indian American Kamala Harris they also said that she's also the state's uh, first woman of color to serve as a, a attorney general and uh, also of Nevada Catherine Co- Cortez Masto So that's pretty tight I mean even though oh and then it also says Stephanie Murphy became the first Vietnamese-American woman elected to Congress. That's pretty rad. And that's uh, Florida's 7th congressional district. So we're, we're small steps. Small, notable, small, notable steps. Uh, all right, guys. Let's just keep our heads up. We got a long road ahead of us. And uh, it's not going to get any easier. So let's just uh, kind of remember, like... We're, we're we're gonna everything's I don't want to say everything's gonna be okay we got a lot of shit to do and it's gonna be all good I had some friends over for dinner at last night and you know we're all relearning how to um, uh, how is it we're all relearning how to communicate with each other so it's just about being softer towards everyone, being more open and especially towards the people that we consider friends because um, uh The best way to learn is with an open mind and an open heart um also this week tribe called quest dropped their new album so we'll be listening to a lot of that i'm sure bff has been going crazy playing um that album but you know what i've been going crazy too and everyone's been going crazy and i bought that vinyl that will be shipping out in december and i just cannot wait so another great tip is uh, now in light of the fact that Donald Trump is going to be our 20, 20, 45th president elect, he is our president elect. Um, uh, now is the time to start donating instead of buying that you know diva sandwich or that bougie cocktail that we all uh, love to indulge in every once in a while. Take that ten bucks and uh, donate that do like a standing donation like monthly you know we all do it every once in a while but um, now certain groups that advocate for minorities we're all gonna have to support them because you know we don't know if the government's gonna be doing that so I've had a few friends encourage me to donate to the ACLU to Planned Parenthood and i'll be giving you guys some recommendations of other groups for you to consider for a standing donation all right let's jump into a little tribe called quest my name is Melly g and i'm regaining consciousness after a week of um incredible indulgence in light of the presidential election uh, on tuesday and uh we'll be sharing this the airwaves with my friend Dwayne coming in later and we'll be discussing maybe why we didn't vote for a woman as to, you know maybe the country's not ready for a strong woman and we'll uh, dive into a little bit of what that may be and discuss uh, Rebecca Solnit's um, book men explain things to me amongst other feminist um, writings All right, guys, this is Tribe Called Quest with the space program. What we're listening to in the background is Untitled, number six, June 30th, 2014, by Kendrick Lamar. But let's dive into a little tribe. We all saw that SNL, right? So good. My name is Melly G. This is the Teo Precio Show. We're broadcasting live from BFF.FM Studios in beautiful, liberal, progressive San Pancho, California. Vámonos.
2: It's coming down hard, we got to
3: get Uh. shit together. It's time to go left and not right. Gotta
4: get it together forever. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. For mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non-conformists, one-hitter quitters. For Tyson types, for shade figures. Let's, let's get, get it together. together, come on, let's make it. Gotta make it, to make it, to make it, to make it. To make something happen, to make something happen,
5: to make something happen, let's, let's make something happen. happen. Word to Fife, we're gonna bring it to the overlord. Drake and Cisco chilling with the gold microphone cords, and we grip our balls every time we stuntin' on tour, cause we never bore. Responding to the ready crowds roar, and promoters try to hit us with the art of war. We about our business, we not quitters, not bullshitters, we deliver, we go getters, don't be bitter, cause we not just niggas. Will be my father,
6: wolf into different clothes. Ain't Nothing for me, and this kid is written off Heart is in the city, I'll make the spin, kick us confused in the maze. You're put with your brain, missing lost and planning for our future people? None of our people involved. boring handy and smearing off, the kid cracking off, cracking off and smearing off. Quickly turn the Molotov. Molotov the spaceship door before that bitch is taking off. It always seems the poorest persons. The people for staking dog to Washington's Jefferson's Jacksons on the captain's log. They'd rather leave us to the greatest sort water, of poison deli small. mass on blackening is happening. You feel it, y'all. I'd rather see we need three-by-three structure with many bars. Leave us where we are so they can play among the stars. We're taking off the Mars, got the space vessels over. Flowing, what you think they want us there?
5: All us niggas, nigga's not going. going. Reputation ain't glowing. reparations ain't flowing. If you find yourself stuck in the creek, you better start rowing. Used to see the TV screen as a place I land my dream in the car stereo, where they would promote the show. Optimistic little brother, little real, real hope. It ain't a space program for niggas, no you stuck kid, nigga. It ain't a space program for niggas, no you stuck kid, nigga. It ain't a space program for niggas, no you stuck kid, nigga.
4: They ain't a space program for niggas. Stop! Stop! Stop!
5: Sometimes I read the paper every day All these happenings are secular Just happen different ways And the president's refined in her wings; she's confined With about 30 sets And five bottles of wine Carolina nothing finer than a black woman Who climbs to the top of the state building Claiming that their flag is mine Now people on top of people Feels like we can't breathe Put so much in this motherfucker Feel like we shouldn't leave Put it on TV Put it in movies Put it in our face These notions and ideas The citizens live in this space I chuckle just like all of y'all Absurdity after all Takes money to get it running And money from trees on fall Imagine for one second All my people look up. Please. Imagine for one second all the people in poverty No matter the skin tone, culture or time zone Think the ones who got it would even think to throw you a bone Moved you out your neighborhood, did they find you a home? Not safer. probably no place to Imagine if the shit was really talk about space too. Imagine if the shit was really talk about space too. Imagine if shit was really about space, if shit
4: was really about space Time to go left and not right Gotta get it together forever Gotta get it together for brothers Gotta get it together for sisters. Oh, for mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non conformers when hit a quittus. For Tyson types and, and Che figures. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. For mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non conformers when hit acquittes. For Tyson types and, and chafe figures. Make, make, make. Let's make something happen, let's make something happen, let's make something happen, let's make something happen. Gotta get it together forever. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. For mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non-conformers when hit a quitters. For types and types and chain figures. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters, for mothers and fathers and dead niggas, for our conformists one hit a for types and types and chain figures. Make, hey, hey. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Gotta get it together forever. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters, for mothers and fathers and dead niggas, for non conformers one hit a for types and types of chain niggas. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. For mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non-conformers, when hit a quitters. For types and types of chain niggas. Make, make, make. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen.
7: Small step for mankind, but a giant step for us.
8: I've got another puzzle for you.
3: no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, it's like worth living, should I f*** myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for b- Cops give a damn about a Negro. Pull a trigger, killing he's a bro. Get a crack to the kids, who the hell cares? One less hungry mouth on the welfare. First him, don't let him deal with brothers. Give him blood, step back, watch him kill each other. It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead. I got Back to what we played as kids changed. That's
2: the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh yeah. Damn, yeah. Oh,
3: I wanna be the only way I've, I've been practicing my whole life to live my life is to be responsible for what I do. I don't know how to be responsible for what every black male did. I don't know. I, yes, I am going to say that I'm a thug. That's because I came from the gutter and I'm still here. I see no changes. All I see is racist faces. Misplaced, hate makes disgrace to racist. We under. I wonder what it takes to make this one better place. Let's to waste the Take the evil out the people, they'll be acting right Cause both black and white and smoke a crack tonight And the only time we chill is when we kill each other It takes guilt to be real time to heal each other And although it seems evident, we ain't ready right to see a black president uh, It ain't a secret or no, concealed the fact The penitentiary's packed and it's filled with blacks
2: Yeah.
7: Rap star and actor, Tupac,
3: Tupac Shakur, was riding in his black,
8: his 25-year-old rapper had longer since his life, but the pilot is also charged with wrestling, cool. and the country outside a nations
9: school well, and pay their respects to the slain rapper.
8: Not
3: guilty. To survive. that's the sound of my you d- say it ain't cool My mama didn't race, no fool And as long as I stay black, I gotta stay And I never get to lay back Cause I always got to worry about the payback Some buck that I roughed up way back Coming back after all these years That's the way it is uh. That's
2: just the way it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Things will never be the same that's just That's the way it, it, is it, is it, is it is Oh yeah oh, never change. Change. You're my brother, you're my sister That's yeah. just the way it, it, is, it
8: is
2: Things will never that. be the same oh,
8: That's,
2: That's just the way change. it is Oh yeah
3: never change. You
0: don't even have to like me
8: to like you, to
0: like you. But you will respect me you know why? You know why? You know why? You know why? <laughs> Cuz I'm a boss.
1: Melissa, Mellie G, hang in with you right now. Um, if you have any things that you'd like to get off your chest, please feel free to leave a comment or I don't even know. Most people know how to get a hold of me. Um, but if you would like to add something to the conversation, we'll be talking about feminism, what that means to you. Maybe you are a self-identifying woman, man, or what it means to be male or female or masculine or feminine. Um, so many things. I don't even know. Um, shout out to my homie, Javier, who's listening. Uh, good, good friend who... I would like to say has always had an open mind in conversation and in most of the texts that I've read recently I think it's just about being open to each other I'm being open to, like, what our idea of feminism or masculinity is. That's why I love this song. (laughs) Because sometimes it's also just about being powerful and feeling really good about yourself. Um, But there's, like, a super baller Rebecca Solnit quote. If you guys haven't read Men Explain Things to Me, it's an awesome essay. It's a quick read. It took me a while because I'm, like, un poco ADD. So you know, I tend to put things down a lot, but I thugged it out and I read the whole thing, and it was so so good. And I really recommend all my homies and my dudes, powerful dudes in my life, to read it because there was a woman that I met yesterday, and I was um, discussing this this essay because I mean, just reading it is just you know, I think Rebecca talks about this a little bit in this essay. Um, and this is definitely how I feel right now. I'm trying to learn a language of how to express myself in this time as a woman. Um, As a mixed woman, I'm Mexican and Austrian, you know, American and what that means in this country. I work in a restaurant here in SF and it was really crazy to be working with the public and seeing how everyone reacted after the election and how you know we all interpret things now after the election what the first woman that I kind of greeted on Wednesday evening which was a pretty mellow night you know understandably so everyone was San Francisco was definitely in shock and like my experience election night was super heavy and just everyone was in shock and this woman, older woman, very, very charming, like super sweet. Her and her husband were really just charming people. But I'm <laughs> um, like explaining the menu to them because this is, what, you know, whatever my job. <laughs> and she um, she just kind of stops me and she's like, wow, what ethnicity are you like? What is your ethnic background? And I'm not like that's not like a new thing for me that doesn't bother me per se, it's kind of one of those things that when I tell people that, people are like, damn, she said what? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of my norm. But, you know, I told her like, oh, you know, both my parents are first generation American, but my mom is Mexican and my dad's from You know, my mom's Mexican from New Mexico. My dad's Austrian from Chicago. She's like, "Wow, I thought you're like Native American or you know had some Native in you or something." And I was like, "Lady, my hairs are in French braids right now." You know, and she's—I mean, she was charming and older, but you know, people just are diving in. You know, then I had some other women, you know, ask me on Thursday. Thursday was a different vibe. Everyone was out on Thursday. And I felt like it was kind of the city being like, no, we're taking back our lives. We're out every table I had. They were all talking about the election. And it was like refreshing because it's like, damn, like finally people are having interesting conversations instead of like the dumb shit they usually talk about. You know, whatever. But this group of um ladies you know I was like oh how's it going they're like oh you know doing okay they're like how are you and I was like oh you know really shaken like you know and I just kind of went into it like you know all my like mexi friends are pretty shaken my female friends are shaken my black friends are shaken you know everyone I know you know I mean my dude friends my straight dude friends my gay dude friends my gay girl like everybody in my social circle and family were all pretty shaken most of my family at least And they're like, yeah, you guys must be freaked out because, like, a lot of illegal immigrants work in restaurants, right? (laughs) Uh, So fun, (sighs) people. But I will say, there is this quote in Rebecca Solnit's book. And granted, this is a book about feminism, but it's also a book about uh, minority rights. You know, as just for the disenfranchised and less represented, it's a really great uh, philosophy and she says the worst criticism seeks to have the last words and leave the rest of us in silence the best opens up an exchange that need never end the worst criticism seeks to have the last word and leave the rest of us in silence the best opens up an exchange that need never end i've had some really impassioned passionate conversations with people about everything the last few weeks and they haven't always ended in a positive note and when you're discussing important difficult subjects such as race and sexuality and misogyny and everything, um, we have to be sensitive to each other and each other's experiences because all we got is each other. um all right i'm gonna jump into a little bit more music sorry so heavy we're in a heavy place right now and i think that's okay to be you know start talking about this difficult stuff it's not easy no one said it was supposed to be easy when i was a kid my dad would always be like life's not easy mel life's not fair sometimes you don't get what you want And that's how I grew up. And this is a time where we didn't get what we wanted, and so now we need to figure out a way to get what we want. And that's by staying active in conversation and otherwise. Well, we definitely have a big mess on our hands, so let's get into a little bit of Devo, Big Mess. They're an awesome, awesome bands from the 80s and 70s, and they formed out of political distress and social distress as well. Take a listen to the lyrics, guys. This is Meli G, The Aprecio Show. Let's keep our heads up. <laughs> Dwayne's gonna be coming into the studio soon and we'll be talking about all things feminism. Ah.
4: capital G, ball in the beat, status Chris Paul or John ball in the league, grab a mic's till the knuckles will bleed, cause I believe the potent and I'm have happy, happy geek g- like speed, and natural weave, it's all edges in peace, setting press we on a permanent speed. Ease, I'm in the world with my princess player, ain't she feeling
5: my beta and my lore grows greater and greater, him trails drop poisonous poison in his vapors, have shaking like Gator, been, been chill, chill nigga, nigga, process data, to data. Blu-ray wave follow a beta, I DVR later, cop a monster with a G to my waiter, you can't define a set Wise is a generational elitist. Happy cheating, virtual think pieces.
6: CDs see these written words with wonderful science. Brains defiant, thoughts heavy, baby. They're baby, a major appliance. appliance. Leave a tad wind dropping to flyness through a giant. Dudes, nice. He tight screwed in with some pliers. Cool with some buyers. Yeah, nigga, cool with some growers. Never, Never know tattletales, tales only I don't know us. It. It. Show
5: me generation, show us what you gon' show us. So listen, mommy. See we could cool with a boy. In mouthpiece like coins with a jubilant noise. Dudes, and it's useless as coins. Shoot them, boys. verse and rehearsed the soothing of loins. Talk to Joey Earl, Kendrick, you code? Gatekeepers afloat. They are extensions of instinctual soul. It's the highest of commodity grade, and you can get it today. Hit and we Po, telly is low, cuddle bunny ready to go. Day of the dead, bury all the zombies instead. And, and it's just your aftermath, Buster cutting your yeah. dreads.
4: We're swinging niggas, your niggas, UFC. Smoke trio niggas, sizzle out your USB. Surge pricing on these Ubers, I'ma give me a cab. Where'd you roll me at? Vibrating on impeccable grass, i will be in my seat, waiting for that Lord to pass. Passion. Been waiting for a title since last, such a tired, tired, bold, gangrene on that ass. Magic Mike on the mic, David Blaine, Douglas mm-hmm. Henning. In the church, I bust the vibes, it's my sermon.
6: Horizontal spitting, I'm the exorcist of your witness. Don't get too running, nigga. Sorry,
4: that's a sin and Like, I
6: would be skipping on bees,
5: like, cooking crack
6: in the kitchen.
5: Wait, just start the packet, dry it back up the wreck. This
4: mad city's not a game, easy, quiet, on set. Fire, student of the past, trail trailblazing the day. Not acknowledging a trainer swept up in a phase. We still the highest of commodity craze. and You can get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it today. Yes. Way I speak, yo shoulda be mentally weak. First we in Malibu, shoulda be trapped in the trap. Would you prefer that? Fourth grade, meeting level, but he knows how to rap. Are you amused by our struggles? The English that's broken, the weed that I'm smoking, the guns that I'm toting, the drugs that I'm selling. No need for improvement. Fuck you and who you think I should be Forward movement. living. Melanated, shrouded in complexity
6: charge shocking like electricity mouth translate happens organically
8: the media relates to what it thinks it sees judging steps shoes of a path they never
6: walked Shot down in the blaze of a phrase is how they talk. dark skin walk with a bot, a trade villain. I'm chillin', fellin' down at the DNA crime villain. Supplement the youth, hypersensualizing women. They ain't got the strong enough household they built the a prison. Pumping false religions to all of
5: these niggas' systems. Every voice devoid of the truth. Come on, listen. <laughs> Like a billionaire investing in a nigga's dream what? Certainly a head scratcher like pocket big Skillers capture Or a woman with the wisdom who's leading the way that rarity is in the rear, but never today Yup, man, picture a PD letting good records play what? On the strength of what it is, not the finesse of your biz And your lady calls you dirty, her dirt's under rug You'll find out only if she tells you take her kiss and hug Cuz, and the answer for cancer in a prodigious kid's mind Yes, the government will fund learning is free for everyone And from that lie, your leaders will rise in the eye of despair and adversity, in some universes, just will be true. Everybody running when they see the stars coming, yeah. but whatever's gonna be, will be. Sing, Everybody running when yeah. they see the stars coming, yeah. but whatever's gonna be, will be. So-
6: My heart turned cold to Siberia Cause everywhere I go being cold is the criteria Let's see how well you know all your tribe trivia Green and the white, we serving that Nigeria North side of Queens, 192 is the area This is for my dogs, some shits, twos, to terriers Fuck it, it's showtime. time, tip, make sure they hear ya
1: venidos um we have um we're right before that we had whatever will be by tribe called quest and in the background now we have melatonin by tribe called quest and if you haven't noticed we've been playing a lot of tribe called quest because they dropped their new album last week and in a crazy crazy week that we all were somewhat uh I think I think the main thing that that I've noticed is that everyone's just trying to figure out how this happened instead of like instead of accepting how it like why it happened <laughs> and maybe maybe re- learning more is gonna help us accept what happens. But ultimately, this album dropped and I think it helped. It was like one positive thing that happened last week. Um, I wanted to welcome my friend Dwayne hi i'm happy to be back yeah this,
10: BFF is, <laughs> 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 oh, this
1: is like so fun um and we were planning on talking about uh this essay by rebecca solnit like long before um the presidential or just like the election in general and then now that the election happens you know we're talking about this and i don't know i feel like it has like a different weight to it than like before when we were talking about it.
10: Yeah. Well, a lot of conversations are different from Monday to, to today. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of things have a different perspective yeah. for better, or for worse.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully has to be for the better because we're already in a worse, <laughs> we're already in a worse state. So I feel like now, you know, that's kind of like my angle is like, everything's got to be for the better, right? I don't know. I'm trying to stay as optimistic as possible, but, um, but um, yeah. I mean, so I was so I was just kind of like catching up with with Dwayne as he sat in, and I was telling him about um, how I had a dinner party last night. I don't even like dinner party. I feel like one of my I want to say part of my catharsis, you know, with with uh, Donald Trump being elected. I feel like he's like Voldemort from like Harry Potter. Like I don't even (laughs) want to say his name because I don't want to. Like it got to a point where I didn't want to feed into, to the, to like the growing energy of him like in the media. So I just stopped talking about him, and I realized that like things don't just go away if you just stop talking about it. Like I should have counteracted that with like positive things, you know, like constantly Mm. like showing positive things about Hillary or about like, you know about, I don't know, like, I saw one positive article being posted in the past, like, six months. And it was about, like, some school where, like, every single kid went to college and graduated high school. And I was like, awesome, like, one positive thing. And it's like, you can't just, like, not be negative. You have to find ways to be positive. So anyways, had dinner last night because I just needed to, like, be around people. And, um, and we had, like, some pretty interesting conversations. And, um, um, and uh, I think part, part of where we're at now that I think everyone has to kind of learn is that um, everyone's dealing with this differently and everyone has to be kind of like a little bit more open to how people are processing things. And uh, I kind of saw last night how uh, some people weren't necessarily being like... I had a friend that wasn't being so open to it. She still had this very like self-righteous kind of like attitude towards the conversation and um and uh you know that can come off in like through speech or also just the way you carry yourself like always having to talk over everybody or <laughs> i don't know but like i was trying to figure out a way also as like being a host and it's like my house i was trying to figure out a way to politely be like shut the fuck up <laughs> you know <laughs> like how do you do that and like how do we be empathetic or you know in some ways sympathetic to experiences that we didn't necessarily go through but also like carry with us i don't know mm-hmm. i don't really know where i'm going with that but we like i was trying to you know she made a statement that was kind of like you know if you don't see why this you know like a Trump being elected is wrong well then you're dumb and it's like you can't talk to people like that. you can't say things like that. Mm-hmm. And then she responded, "Well, that's my experience." I'm like, "No, girl, it's not your experience. Like, can't run around t- saying people are dumb because they didn't like they don't agree with you." Yeah, that's like a great way to just like really continue this like splinter. But I don't know. Let's like, I'm trying to. F- I think I think one of the biggest things for me after the election was feeling like the world just wasn't ready for a powerful woman to to uh, be in charge of things and I know that that has a little it's like a little bit true a lot bit true and then also a lot bit like it's just Hillary Clinton and she just has a lot of baggage with her but how did you what did you think about that Dwayne
10: um well <clears> hmm <throat> it's I don't know. Maybe, and I think I think a lot of privilege in saying this, not being a woman. I've, I'm not really sure if I think that Hillary Clinton wasn't elected because she was a woman. I happen to think that we do live in a country that is prepared to have female leadership. I just don't know if Hillary Clinton was that right figure. Um, and I know saying that, I, un- I understand saying that with the context of there was... Tons of misogyny, tons of racism, tons of X amount of horrible things happened um, over the last year that makes that statement seem completely um, invalid. But part of me thinks that like the country is more progressive or has progressed more in terms of like how they picture a woman or what the role a woman can play. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that part of me thinks that for, to have a transformational figure... Um, who is doing something completely different. It has to be a person who's also inspirational and not inspirational just to a subset of people. Like, of course, electing like a woman president would be inspiring to a lot of women, um, but it also needed to, to resonate with a lot of other people outside of that. And maybe that is some sort of hidden misogyny, but I like to think that we are a little bit better than that. Well, I think that's kind of where...
1: Where I have like one note from from um, the men explain things to me essay, where um, where Rebecca Solnit kind of goes into like where we have come, and she said um, back then arguing. Um, she said back then, arguing that women should be equal was a marginal position. Now arguing that we should not be is marginal in this part of the world, and law is mostly on our side.
10: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just kind of like saying like how far we've come with like addressing like sexual harassment and like addressing the fact that like, you know, women have always been lo- like looked at as like in the context of men or as positions of men in terms of like our bodies. But that part with me, like the law is mostly on our side. I think that's like what shakes me is that now like and I kind of want to open this question up to you like when I on Wednesday the day after the election I walked on Bernal Hill because I needed to just like be in like above the world kind of location in like just like a cleansing space you know I'm not by the ocean so I just needed to be like in out out of the mix and I was like walking around had shades on and I was like crying and I was wearing like Bobby Kennedy t-shirt and I'm pretty sure everybody was like. I just felt like everyone was looking at me differently or they were knowing why I was crying. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of people like moping around. And then when I went to work that day, like half of the staff was like moping around and it was like, all right, we all got to pull together. We're at work now, Mm -hmm. you know?
10: But you know, that's a process.
1: Totally. But, um, but, uh, I mean, I think that was like the main thing that I, that I'm like scared of is like, you know, is, is the law going to be on my side?
10: (laughs) Like yeah. moving forward? I mean, I think that a lot of people are really walking around with a lot of anxiety right now because there's a lot of unknown. Um, you know, we, it's hard for, as a country to operate on, we don't necessarily know what's happening in the immediate future, the short-term future, the long-term future. There's just so much that we sort of collectively took for granted that we don't necessarily, we can't necessarily do anymore. Um And, you know, one of the things that struck me as I was reading this book and we talked about it, seeing it in a different context than maybe we would have um, had the election turned out differently. Um, You know, when we started to have this conversation, um, and I'll circle back around to to have a more complete answer to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I first thought about, when we first talked about reading this book, I was questioning um, what I thought it meant to be an ally with women's issues um, and what that meant to me, because I had always considered myself an ally. um, But I thought that maybe I was a little off the mark. Um, And in reading this book, what especially resonates with me now is the way um, what she says needs to happen when you're an ally. I mean, there's a lot of speaking up in defense of women, but a lot of it, one of the things that really... What, that I walked away from was that it's really important to spend a lot of time listening. Um, especially, I think that speaks to this election. I think that speaks to your dinner party. I think that speaks to a lot of what's happening in the country right now is that we collectively don't spend enough time listening. Um, and, you know, I think before how I processed... I have always had a strong opinion. You've always had a strong opinion. Um. Mm-hmm. um
1: yeah. <laughs> um, As a, a friend of mine, actually, recently, I was like, I want to listen more. You know, and my friend was like, what, Melissa, with no opinion? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, Calling me out.
10: And, you know, I feel like being able to be outspoken and being able to have that kind of confidence is a privilege and not necessarily... Um, and I took it as a fact that everyone could have that that everyone that I was around um, had that same sort of platform or felt that same way and I realized that a lot of people don't a lot of people don't
1: um, have the confidence or like the freedom you know or like that sense of freedom of like I can express myself openly
10: well I feel like as a man I've always just known
1: that I could do that Mm. and it's expected of me and that like like it, I, I have a question for you. Does anyone ever say like, "Why don't you smile today"? Um. Has anyone ever walked down the street and be like, "Why don't you smile"?
10: Why don't you?
1: N- n- no. Because like, when usually men will say that to I mean, I think that's like a collective. I've seen girls walk around with a t shirt on that's like, "I don't have to smile at you," like, or "I don't have to smile." And like, yeah. That's like that sense of like, yeah, like you're saying like, oh, you know, I. I I feel like I've always had that freedom, you know? But, like, there are things that are expected for women to yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs>
10: I mean, I think that there are, like, a lot of the day-to-day interactions between men and women men expecting women to validate them, which isn't necessarily fair, and that's what that's about. Um, but I think in the context of post apocalypse <laughs> that happened on, happened on Tuesday, um, I think that there We do need, there's a lot of people that need to be heard. Um, And I think we need to ask a lot of questions and necessarily, because clearly there was a a communication breakdown. Um, There was a lack of understanding and empathy. Um, And I'm not saying that, like, I don't think all Trump supporters are racist, even though I think it it unhinged a lot of people. Um, But I think that there is, um, there needs to, a lot of conversations and a lot of listening needs to happen. Um, and I think that coming from this book, that's one of the main things that I needed to yeah. to learn, especially between like men and women. Um, you know, I have strong opinions, but I feel like I need to to take a seat back and just sit down and like listen for a while. Um, and I think that's gonna be my approach going forward um, for the immediate future. Is that like I'm I'm really not that I'm not gonna express my ideas but I'm just really going to spend a lot more time sitting back and listening to what people have to say instead of interjecting to, to be correct and to set the record straight and to have the correct opinion and to explain to people why they're wrong. I'm going to spend a lot of time just sort of like listening and trying to understand what's happening around me because um, clearly the world is not what I thought it was um, and I need to understand what's happening around me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, i can definitely take a page from... From that from that uh, philosophy as well, which is why I started reading this book. Um, and I'm like actually really appreciative that you decided to read it too because, um, I think upon reading, like, I think upon reading this, it was an attempt for me to learn the language in which to express myself better mm-hmm. because a lot of people, not necessarily just about women's, ex- the female experience, but a lot of uh. A few people have said, like, damn, you know, mainly also, like, my this happened with my dad's friend recently. But I was talking about San Francisco and, you know, change. This was a couple months ago. And he's like, wow, you seem really angry. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I was like, maybe I am angry. Or maybe I'm just expressing myself passionately. Or, or maybe you're not angry enough. Yeah. Or maybe you're just, like, you know not interested in hearing like me say my piece or something you Mm -hmm. know because you and my dad were having a pretty passionate conversation before I showed up (laughs) but you know it was also like maybe I'm frustrated because I can't express myself better Mm -hmm. you know because that should be like a breeze right I know how I feel like I should Mm -hmm. be able to express myself better um but upon reading this book um I I was mentioning earlier how I had a conversation with a woman about this essay, and she's like, yeah, I didn't really learn anything new from that. I mean, I studied women's studies, so I, you know, didn't she didn't really say anything new to me. I was like, all right, well, that's cool. Maybe this book wasn't necessarily written for you, especially because you mm-hmm. studied it so thoroughly. But I will say, once I started reading this essay, that talking about it with you and other, um, like, men in my life, they all got sincerely interested in it. <laughs> and I was like saying to her, and I shared that with her yesterday and I was like, maybe it's not really written for us. Maybe it's written for like women who are not so uh, engulfed in this kind of language. And also for men who are not used to like Dwayne, this came up for Dwayne recently because he like expressed to me as like a question with friends of like, Hey, like I consider myself as like an ally to women. I have like strong female friends and relationships but like where's the disconnect like why am i not viewed as an ally which you are you totally are but that's where the listening comes in and i think that's why also like this book is great because she just goes into like the experience of a woman and you know how how um she kind of says how it's like a slippery slope so rather than compartmentalizing um like the different types of misogyny we have to just address the slope because one thing leads to another Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of I think what's so scary about all of the jargon and like not jargon but like all of the language in this election that Trump was using is because like as Rebecca Solnit does in this book like maybe it's a comment on the street or maybe it's you know a woman not feeling like she can express herself Mm -hmm. but that leads to treatment in the workplace, on the streets, that leads to, like, a greater philosophy of how men feel like they can treat women, Mm -hmm. and that leads to, like, domestic violence, and that leads to, like, silencing a female experience. So, I don't know. To me, that was, like, that really resonated. What did you find... How did you find parallels in what Rebecca Solnit said, like, now that we live in a post... Now that we live in a Trump presidency?
10: Well, I, I think what what struck me about when I first started to think about what this, what the essay was saying was that, you know, I'm black, I'm queer. um, And I think that, that there are some intersections with that. And so in my head, I thought, I understand what it means to be disenfranchised. Like I understand that whole, that whole feeling, but what I, really didn't account for is that I don't necessarily understand that particular experience so I can understand the emotions and the after effect, but I didn't necessarily feel that experience. Um, and after reading this book, that's why I say I feel like I need to do a lot more listening. Um, because I, I realized that, I mean, of course that there are like horrible things that happen, um, but I always think of like like she describes things as isolated incidents as opposed to um, a culture mm. that needs to shift. Yeah, um, yeah. Like
1: she talks about the world, like even like new language, like rape culture. Now, rape culture is like an environment for which like men are assumed they can be treated yeah. as women, and so like all these rapes. There's like eighty thousand rapes a year, and they're all considered unique yeah. circumstances instead of as a greater culture of like like. The difference between men and women and how yeah. they're treated.
10: And I really to that, like, I understand, like, the idea of, like, micro-racism, where, like, there are, like, subtle, subtle attempts or subtle, like, um, aggressions of, of racism towards people. But I feel like I didn't, didn't necessarily grasp to the degree that women deal with, like, micro-harassments every day. Like, small harassments of, like, hey, why aren't you smiling? Like, small expectations that... Hey, hey. Yeah, I just. I know. Like, I know what, what song is popular when I get catcalled by that song on the street. <laughs> I just because I don't have to deal with that. Like no one, no one engages with me unless I engage with them. Basically, on the street for the most part, um, and I don't think I, I don't think that like people necessarily account like take into account what that does to a person to have that sort of constant harassment. So.
1: So, like, what's, like, a way that you would balance that out? Do you have a way?
10: Um, well... Or, like,
1: what, yeah, what's your strategy to... Is it just, like, even just acknowledging it is, like...
10: Well, I mean, I think that acknowledging it... First of all, yeah, I just don't even think I, I was... It was on my radar that it was actually happening. Which is so odd, because I know so many women. But that speaks to, A, how normalized it's become in our society. Um be how unconscious I am when I'm, like, walking down the street. Um, and then I guess now that I'm more conscious, I'm also, like, more conscious of speaking when I think something's inappropriate, when I think that, like, a woman's being addressed inappropriately. And I'm more conscious of, like, the dynamics of how I engage in a conversation. Um, I'm just like really conscious of it right now. Um, And if someone I think is over a little overbearing to me or like too overly opinionated, I also understand that that could be a culmination of a lot of frustration that needs to come out of someone. Um, And I'm still here to listen to that too. Um, And you know, we can only, if I learn, if I can learn how to do that, then I think other men can learn how to do that. Um, But it starts with knowing that there's a lot that's happening that people are just, like, not really aware of.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, in, um, you had mentioned kind of, like, the last part of this book, because you finished it this morning. (laughs) 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 But I actually really agree with you. Um, because I was just, we were just talking a little bit off air about how, um, how this book i mean it's about like the female experience but actually it kind of draws some parallels of any like individual who's like somewhat marginalized Mm -hmm. and just because it's a shared experience of not being like the dominant culture in the main in mainstream Mm -hmm. and in every the everyday so what what stuck out to you in that way that made you feel like oh shit this is like super relevant now
10: yeah, I mean, it also ends on like a really optimistic note. Like it talks about how it does, yeah. Um, which I was surprised for because it wasn't necessarily optimistic from the beginning.
1: But I don't think it's. Nec- I I don't think that. I agree, but I don't think that wasn't being optimistic. I think that was just being realistic. Yeah, I, that was just more of like this is, this. She says something like one in five women have been sexually harassed or have been like raped. Yeah, you know, and it's she's like that's. It's really awful to hear, but that's how it goes. Or like, you know, if the like a a rape happens on a school campus, they tell women to hide instead of telling men to be better. Yeah. And how it's like it's always the female, the women's
10: responsibility of themselves instead of men being better people. hmm And you know, and that's and that's society. So you, here, here are some parallels, and these are some things that we've talked about. A, and you asked me what else I can do to improve. Um, you know when. When I, when I see something that I think is injustice, instead of saying, oh, although well, that's not me, that's not how I behave, it's also my responsibility to speak up and to say, hey, that's not appropriate. Because if other men are saying this, it makes other men think about it. And not to say that women aren't, aren't having a valid point, but you know, she says that when women complain, they're almost labeled as hysterical instead of um, expressing what's happening. Um, And so, A, that's what I can do. I can be more vocal about what I think is inappropriate, what I think is appropriate. Um, But I think that she spends a lot of, um, what struck me is that at the end of the book, she said that we've made a lot of progress, like a lot of progress has been made in, in women's rights and women's history. And I think that's true for a lot of minorities over the last, like, last century in this country, like a lot of progress has been made, um, and she describes it as a thousand mile road um, and after 20 minutes you're only at mile 999 um, and people are screaming at you that this road is too long and it's too hard, um, but you know we still walk um, and she talks about how, you know, there is still a lot that we can accomplish and there's still a lot to accomplish and even if it's really tough that um, the she calls it the Pandora's box has already been opened or the genie is already out of the bottle and that, you know, we know what we need. We know what we need to fight for. Um, and some of us are walking backwards. Some of us are walking hand in hand together forward. Some people are taking a detour um, that are down the wrong road. Um, but and it's not a street path. Um, I think speaking
1: up is a is a big thing. Yeah. And especially too with um, like. I mean, any kind of injustice that I've, I mean, my dad asked me, "Is like, I don't know what to do, like any more than just being like, you know, like, I don't know, like what to do on my everyday. And that was the main thing that I could give him is like, in conversation, if someone says like a slur or something that you don't agree with, you have to be like, I'm not cool with that. Yeah. And that's not right. And like that just no you it's know? not
10: enough to be self-contained anymore yeah, it, which is how I generally have acted yeah I mean I'm happy to have a conversation with people but for the most part I say what else can I do I voted I try to maintain respect principles of respect with people yeah and you know right now we're, we're just at a moment where that's no longer appropriate like it's also that's no longer enough no longer enough yeah because
1: yeah. I think like after the election it was like you know I mean, I. I mean, you voted, and that's like a big thing for me. Is like at least you voted. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because there's so many people that live here that 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 don't vote, and that's their protest, and I and I understand that. But um, but I mean, that is a freedom. That's a simple freedom, and that wasn't given to any of us unless you were a white dude. (laughs) And so, like, if you're not a white dude in this country, someone before our generation had to fight for that right Mm -hmm. and and earned it, like for everybody you know yeah and just not and even like obama today in his speech he commented he commented on how like really pay attention to the small the small battles and the small um victories on a local level he said pay attention to the school board elections pay Mm -hmm. attention to the local elections because Mm -hmm. if you look like Kamala Harris, she started out in San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi, she represents San Francisco. Diane Feinstein was a supervisor that replaced Harvey Milk, or Moscone, mm-hmm. when they were both assassinated. And like, look, they've been in politics for decades now. And, you know, Obama started on the local level. So if we pay attention to those local battles or victories or mm-hmm. representatives, then we'll have better choices. But that requires us to be active and mm-hmm. more informed today. And just like, I don't know. I just think like, I'm kind of at a point where it's not just about voting. That's always been like, at least I vote. But Mm -hmm. now I'm like, has to be more. Like now we have to donate to like groups around us that Mm -hmm. would be able to. Planned Parenthood, ACLU, like, you know, even like Soma Arts, like institutions where people can go and have like freedom to express themselves. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's. Like, we have to just kind of, like, organize better.
10: Being an ally requires being active. Mm-hmm. It's not a passive ally position that you can take it or a stance that you mm-hmm. can take anymore.
1: Yeah. One of the things that really resonated with me in this book, too, was um, was uh, the story of Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And so the story of Cassandra is the woman um, who told the truth but was not believed. And it said she was gifted the curse by Apollo. Um of accurate prophecies that no one believed in and and she opens that she opens that uh, chapter with this story of Cassandra and then she closes it with um, the curse was placed on her after she refused to have sex with Apollo hmm and so then he put this curse it was the idea that loss of credibility is um, tied to asserting asserting the rights over your own body hmm and then she parallels that with the boy who cries wolf, you know? So it's like a boy was just like, Oh my God, you know, like people believed him time and time again to the point where it was like, we don't believe you anymore cause you're lying. But with women, it's like, no, like they're, they're being truthful, but like people don't believe women. And mm-hmm. she tied in like Rachel Carson with silent spring. Even Rebecca Solnit opens up this whole book about how she was at a dinner party and you know, her friend told an old dude about how she wrote this book on, um, Moybridge, Edward Mm Moybridge. and the guy stopped her and was like oh I read this fascinating or I heard of this fascinating new book she was like oh really and as it turns out she wrote that book I don't know I was just just yeah I'm just trying to read more (laughs) so I can learn that language and like I don't know but like how in the past how in the past week like we kind of touched on like how we feel like we're in a different space now What does that space feel like to you
10: I'm still defining it. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that space feels like. Yeah, Um, it's definitely like not feeling like I want to normalize Trump, Um, but it's you don't want to give him a chance. I don't want to give him a chance. Yeah, Um, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. I don't. I you know one of my maybe I got this off. I don't know where I heard this, but get it out. I always say that when people tell you who they are, believe them because that's who they are. Um, and we can try and deny that. We can try and say, "Oh, this isn't who I am." But he told me who he was for a year. Who Donald? Yeah, and I believe him. I take him at his word. He has spoken loud and clear. So I'm not prepared to to normalize the Trump presidency. I'm not prepared to say that his views represent my views or the America that I believe in and grown up in. Um, and I, I feel passionately that. And in fact, when people start to normalize or say that they will give him a chance, I, a, I'm not there, and b, they lose credibility with me, because they've heard a year of hate speech, um, that they are now accepting to starting to accept as the new normal, and for me, it will never be the new normal. Like yeah. this, just isn't the world that I I'm going to participate in. So, like, so uh,
1: in what ways will you? Well, I mean. <laughs> You're moving to Paris, so you don't really give a <laughs> well, shit. So. I was moving
10: to Paris before the election. It's so. true. And I've heard <laughs> Paris is, is going to have its own battles in Paris the near will have future. So a lot more
1: battles. Yeah, this but isn't I mean, isolated. like, like what would you recommend to like me <laughs> and people who are? Because I mean, I I've taken San Francisco for granted for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I you know, I've had a lot of friends say like, no, SF is a really special place, and I've and I've been like, yes, I know it's special, but it used to be so much more than it is now. You know, and it's like it used to be really liberal, and it used to be this and that. And mm-hmm. I think that here's some of the here's some of the the best. Anyways, to finish that one statement. Last night at uh, dinner, a few Hawaiians and I were talking. That's a reference, Javier. You, you get <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, we were talking about that people moved here from their small town or their. Their hometown, wherever wherever it is, I was super conservative, because they wanted to be in a more open-minded space. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely taken that for granted, even yeah. though it may not be as open as I want it to be. Like, I make sure that it's open enough when I'm around, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and I freak out when it doesn't. And I think that's why a lot of people are getting very protective over SF with like gentrification is that it's not just about gentrify- people, things getting more expensive, like whatever. I mean, it, you know, inflation, whatever, it's just a sign of the times. But it's about being protective and territorial over this safe space. Yeah, exactly. And that's like when, I mean, when those like tech dudes kick those kids off of that playground, to me that was like, this is my, this is our space, Mm -hmm. you know? And like those kids literally were like, why don't, why don't we play together? We didn't know about this, uh, you know, app to reserve this, but why don't we play together? And those men said no. And I was like, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. That is like... It's the most entitled bullshit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know that you have children that have been playing somewhere. Yeah. You know, and you have new school, new money, entitlement, which is not new. Mm-hmm. That's old. That's an old song, honey. That's yeah. Old song. But like, that's why. That's why all of us are so territorial over this city. It's a special place, and don't fuck with our with our special place. Yeah. And I, I
10: like, like everybody. I grew well, not everybody, but I grew up in a small town that was. And I confronted, like, a lot of racism when I was a kid. And part of the reason I moved to San Francisco was I loved how progressive and how how I felt. And momentarily this week, I felt like I was back in that small town, like a nine-year-old boy again, who really didn't have control over what was being presented to him. And that made me really angry that I felt like I had found my safe space and that was being threatened by those people again. Like, a lot of memories came flooding back. Um... I've been
1: encouraging Dwayne and anybody who's like, I mean, and myself included, to just like, you know, do what you have to do to find equilibrium, if it's take a break or write shit down, because I really think like a lot of my friends have reached out to me and I've done the same, is like, this is like a really crazy time and like we have to find an outlet and this is going to be a time that we all revisit, you know, I was like, whoa, like I'm going to be 34 when we vote for another president, you know, my, I'm going to be like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this is this is it, and we have to f- allow for us to revisit
10: this time. Make sure you drink lots of water. Make sure, like the basics. Like, You're drinking lots of water. <laughs> you need that treadmill, which was what I've needed. Speaking, you need some yoga.
1: Speaking of water. Breathing
10: exercises.
1: <laughs> sp- speaking of water, um, I'm going to get us some water, and we're going to come back in just a couple minutes. We've been listening to Freetown Sound by Blood Orange, which was released earlier this year, and um, be it Kendrick or Blood Orange or Solange or Tribe Called Quest or um, any 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 music that people have grasped to, like this has been one of those albums that people have expressed that they were listening to hardcore this week. So let's dip into this song uh, with him because we are now with him for four years. Um, real quick, this is Melly G and my homie Dwayne. Hey. On the Te Precio show, we're just deep diving into Rebecca Solnitz. um, Men explain things to me and also just uh, still processing this week.
4: Black is and black ain't. Black is blue and black is a ring and black is a taint. Black will get you and black is light and
9: black will leave you alone. Black can get you over, black can set you down, black can let you move forward, and black will make you stumble around. It's so
8: hot.
0: of You know, I fine of Come on, let me take you down now. Come on, let me make you round now.
2: Come on,
8: let me love you.
6: shoulder or two shoulders. How was I gonna cock my baseball
8: shots?
6: Was I gonna, you know, wear it straight on cock it to the mouth, cock it to the right. How was I gonna wear my pants? Was I gonna wear them really baggy or not? What shoes was I gonna wear? Who was I gonna walk with to school?
1: How many God, of speaking done? of walking with to school, Dwayne was just telling me about a Baylor University like hate crime pretty much, which there have been a lot in the past week, but um so many people showed up to, like, support this student. And, yeah, it's, um, she's, like, the cutest girl. Natasha. Natasha Nakama. And, uh, yeah, just so many people showed up to, like, support her and walk her to school. And it's, like, that's that's that whole, like, in conversation, in everyday in every day like we have to support each other now yeah, that's good yeah. that's not that's so not an isolated incident y'all it's I gonna mean, happen
10: what i have noticed is um in the last week that people have been really nice to me yeah what's it I, been like the last week at first i didn't want to leave the house uh, because i didn't know what i'd confront um or what people felt like they were how people were emboldened to talk during this campaign i just like was not prepared to leave my house um and I don't like receiving sympathy, and I took it as that. And what I think, what really happened, is that for the past year we've had so much hate spewed at us that people just want to be nice to each other for a little bit. And I'm just gonna ride that wave while it lasts. Um, and I was talking to my friend yesterday over brunch, and he was like, "You know, normally I hate people, and um, I have a lot of empathy for people at the same time." And he was like. It's a tra- challenge for me. Um, but I'm going out of my way to be extra friendly to people. Um, and I think if anything has come out of this past year, that a response like that is probably pretty healthy and pretty good.
1: And I think with that as well, folks have to be okay when you don't want to accept that niceness because it's in the context of, like, this presidency. Because it's like, show me that niceness a year from now yeah. as well, you know? And I think, like... Um, Uh, I think that all of us have to be okay with when you know sometimes you don't feel like accepting it and you can't be deterred from that you have to keep doing it keep being like overly nice to folks you know can't just be like this week you know Mm -hmm. because I mean I was thinking about that with other friends who are learning how to express themselves and being triggered and you know by things they see on tv or hear in the news and You know, and they have, they've had like outbursts, you know, Mm -hmm. like really, really unpredictable outbursts. And at first I was like,
10: yeah. Yeah, when we were having brunch the other day, I was telling you that I'm a, I'm normally pretty controlled. And I just feel like right now I was just like so high stress and I was stressed and I was like, I'm afraid that I will respond in a way that is just like not appropriate. Yeah. And I won't have any control over it. Yeah. Um, And that's a scary thought to me. Yeah. Um, And I just don't know who's going to push the right button to trigger something that is just like something that like i like fundamentally don't have control over and that's really scary for me yeah it's scary for me cuz i love you
1: <laughs> but i mean i i was thinking about that with uh with another friend who was having who was having these outbursts and i was just like man i was like okay like you know i mean i don't I don't. I empathize, like I I understand, but I don't understand because I've experienced what you've experienced. But um, and I'm like, you know, you have to find a way to express yourself like healthier or safer or something. But then I was also kind of like checking myself, like, you know, you can't tell someone how to express themselves, you mm-hmm. know. And if that if you need to have an unpredictable outburst, like, get it all out of your system, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just like go for it because. I can't tell like I just I was just thinking about that like everyone has the right to just express themselves however they need to and like you know me if I'm gonna be overly nice to somebody I see on the street and they don't want to take it that's gotta be I gotta be okay with that too yeah you know because that's happened to me like already aside from aside from this election you know being nice to people and people just being like no and I'm like, you know what? I get it. Yeah, you're right. I'm in Oakland, and you're used ready. to you're used to like, or you're you're just seeing all these new people come into your city, and then I'm being nice to you, and you don't want you don't want to deal with it. And I was like, you know what? I get it. You know, I just I had to not take it personally because I was in I'm in I'm in her space, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel about SF. So I just had to be cool with that because I understand that. Mm-hmm. And then I just went on my merry way.
10: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a uh, because we're wrapping up but I have a closing question for you you know I spent like uh, you know we talked about what I thought I got out of this book and a lot of that involves me listening more me talking less and me trying to to be more empathetic when I am in conversation Um, and then speaking up more when I see things that I find inappropriate Um, but what um, what are your expectations um, for like the men in your life Um, be it friendships or romantic like as a woman, how do you expect men to behave um, in a way that when they say that they're allies, is there something more? I yeah.
1: This that's a great question. And I think I'm still learning that. I think I definitely still learning what to expect. But um, but I've said this to you before. I find that when I feel that I've been listened to or accepted or respected is when my opinion has influenced that of the men in my life or anyone in my life but particularly so because I feel like our experiences are a little bit more softer our opinions are a little bit more softer and have a little bit more compassion associated with them Mm -hmm. and um, I think perhaps women think more so outside of themselves than men Mm -hmm. because it's like a natural maternal like instinct Mm -hmm. and I think that's why women would be great leaders Mm-hmm. Because we naturally think outside of ourselves. I don't know very many selfish women <laughs> mm-hmm. in my life, but I know I know selfish men and not because they're bad, but that's just because society teaches mm-hmm. dudes to just like, you know, just to just be. But um, yeah, just I think like just yeah, be softer and have like an open open ears. My poor dad, man, he's listened to me scream (laughs) and shout for years, for years. But you know what? I think in in the last few years he's listened. He's listened. And like when we have conversations, like our conversations influence his actions and the way he carries himself. Yeah. And that that empowers me to continue to like be open, outspoken. Yeah. Because my dad's a white dude. Uh, Cosmic Amanda is in the house Dwayne thank you so much no, So happy to be back For hanging out for our view Thank because you Because the view is our favorite show
10: <laughs> Was
1: It was The old view View 1.0 Barbara <laughs> Barbara and Star um, But we'll we'll keep the conversation going uh, Off air and on air in the future uh, Men explain things to me And sometimes that's okay <laughs> And sometimes We gotta learn how to explain things to others. Um, Thanks for listening. This is the Te Precio Show, uh, living in a safe space in San Francisco, California. Bye.